Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. We're going to talk about a topic today that is controversial in some circles. Uh, prevalent in other circles, but hits close to home for some people as well. It's about alcohol. Alcohol is something that will make you do things you thought you would never do, take you places you thought you would never go, and then keep you there longer than you thought you would ever stay. I know, I was a functioning alcoholic for about 25 years, but for God and His deliverance, it's now been over 30 years of living a great life alcohol-free. All praise to God. Our guest today also struggled with alcohol and found herself in a place where she did not want to be, mm-hmm. but for God and his deliverance. Amen. Amen. Roseanne Forte was a C-suite executive and a ministry leader in her church. She was also a working mom and had the casual social drink along the way. But over the years, the problems of a difficult marriage and stresses of life caused her health and emotional well-being to be challenged. After the collapse of her marriage, her drinking further escalated, and she felt like a fraud at church. But during the COVID lockdown, she realized what was happening and what alcohol had stolen from her life and decided to make a change with God's help. Amen. Rose accepted a call to document what she learned, and she is now the author of The Plans He Has for Me, a 12-week daily devotional for freedom from alcohol, which is available on Amazon. She also has a coaching program to help you titled Say Goodbye to Alcohol Coaching Program. She is also a podcaster, praise God. Her podcast is called Say Goodbye and Imagine. Help me welcome to the program, Roseanne Forte. Roseanne, it is so good to finally talk to you and have you on the program. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. It's so nice. And I'm sorry, I'm like amening all your <laughs> comments where you're like, amen, amen, brother. <laughs> Praise God. Hey, when you're filled with the spirit, you can't help but say amen. You know? <laughs> amen. Yeah, I just did. <laughs> yeah, it's so nice to be here, though, to talk about this because so many people are afraid to. Yeah. yeah. Amen. That is so true. Now, the first question I always start with is this. Other than that brief information I just shared, can you tell us in your own words, who is Roseanne Forte? Oh, boy, um, I am someone who is in the process of rediscovering my purpose in Christ, you know, at at a later age, too, at um, you know, I'm in my 60s. I quit drinking in my late 50s. And, uh, boy, I just, I know I was created for a purpose when I can look back. I know I dismissed God's words in many respects. Well, I wasn't a Christian until I was 33, but I picked and chose kind of those aspects of God's word that were designed to protect me, yet I would dismiss them. 
And I paid the consequences of that. But I am here today to just say, wow, God did have a plan. God does have a purpose. And now I'm fearless um, because I know it's rooted in Christ mm-hmm. and delivering mm-hmm. a message that I think people need to hear. So I don't know if that answers the question about <laughs> who I am, but yeah, I feel like I'm a, a purpose-driven child of God. Amen. Amen. Well, I know you shared with me uh, before we started that you started out social drinking and me too. I mean, how did that begin with you to grow into something more? Yeah, I felt I fell for all the lies of the enemy in this world about drinking. I I started super young at 13. I was a latchkey kid. Parents weren't home stealing liquor from the liquor cabinet. Took me decades to really get a a solidified problem. Some people it takes years because maybe their genetics are wired and such. So it's every everybody's different in terms of how they get there, but repeated use of a substance that your body wasn't meant to process will lead to, it's like this invisible line that I talk about. You don't know when you're going to cross it. There's no warning system and it's frightening because it isn't a problem. And then one day it is, and you can't, you can't move the line. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 You know, when I started, I was, 16 and uh i was into boat racing at the time and i was at the u.s nationals with uh i was a pit crew member for one of the racers <clears throat> and uh you know the parties were going on at night and you know i, I was just kind of strung along end up in the, the the bar section and uh and there's a couple of teenage girls you know approximately my age that were in there so you know we were talking and stuff found out that one of them was the daughter of the bar owner and uh you know she goes you want to drink well that social pressure you know right there and uh so as you're talking about uh so i said okay you know i remembered you know my dad ordering rum and coke sometimes i said i have rum and coke and the first swallow was like, oh, God. <laughs> right, right. You but, weren't meant to. Yeah. But, that. you know, because of the pressure, you know, I doubt. And as soon as I finished that one, another one arrived. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm only 16 years old. I got like $10 on me, you know. And uh, she says, oh, don't worry about it. Because as long as you're with me, they're all free. And that was the introduction to alcohol. Yeah. Well, and, and so you asked, how did this happen? And I, the lies like to fit in, right, which is what mm-hmm. you're talking about, yeah. um, to have fun. What do the commercials mm-hmm. tell us about alcohol? Yeah, exactly. To, to create romanticism, mm-hmm. to relieve, well, I was trying <laughs> to relieve, <laughs> right. To relieve stress. And then finally to check out of problems. Right. Yeah. And if you if you really again we're searching for truth mm-hmm. did it really create romanticism the type of romanticism that god wanted a connection to the other human being of the of massive proportions alcohol does not help with that exactly. alcohol does exactly. not help with eye contact and connection 
-hmm. It is false connection. And it it actually, especially in romantic situations, you know, we talk about the beer goggles. It, It creates a false sense of connection and a decision-making process that we wouldn't ordinarily, you know, endeavor into unless, you know, if we didn't have a substance involved. So it's quite, it's quite a frightening methodology for romanticism because it's it's not built around what we're created for. And that's real connection to another human being. But you share that during the COVID lockdowns is when you realized there was a problem. What triggered that realization? Well, during the COVID lockdown is when I I said, I've got to get rid of this problem. I knew there was a problem for maybe five to 10 years before. Oh, really? Um, You know, just trying to control it. I call it mental gymnastics. Like only after five, only on the weekends, only with somebody else. Um, only on special occasions, only on holidays. We just put all kinds. That, that pretty of much covers every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, it, you know, it, it gets scary, especially, you know, I've been a coach to really high achieving people and I was a high achieving person. You were as well. So we were functioning and all of a sudden you have this thing that enters your life. And you're able to achieve and you can't, like you can't control it and you can't help but have the enemies, you know, lies come in. What's wrong with me? Why can't I stop it? I must not be, you know, as in control as I thought. Like all of these conversations happen in your head that are just Mm self-defeating and um, yeah, and and kind of drive our self-esteem down. And I think you probably know this as well. I think we recognize there's a problem somewhere along the line, whether it's health-related, productivity-related, relationship-related. Yeah, it's it's there's something suffering, and we're like, yeah, this isn't really serving me, and Mm -hmm. that's when we start putting the boundaries. So then we spend years trying to manage boundaries, right. Um, all the while our mental health starts failing because it's robbing our gifts, our talents, our productivity, or it's robbing everything until one day we can't, we don't recognize who we are. At least that's what happened to me. Would you say you could relate to that too? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I said, my listeners know my story, you know, but, uh, you know, being on the brink of suicide when, when the Lord, uh, drastically entered my life you know dramatically and uh but yeah i mean you know you get i got to the point where i had no reason to go on living you know and uh you know now like i said i was you know as we were talking about that story i failed to mention that you know there was alcohol involved that night because there was nothing else for me to do <laughs> you know in that little empty apartment in columbus georgia you know yeah. And I wasn't blasted out of my mind, but, you know, I was, I had probably already had six or seven drinks, which right. to me, that was a normal night, you know, type thing. Uh, but yeah, I, I was a, uh, as I call myself back then, a functioning alcoholic because, you know, I could drink to two thirty in the morning and then get up and go run PT for five miles and, you know, just sweat it all out. 
but uh the uh when i was in a social setting i was a two-fisted drinker because you know i didn't want to you know one drink would last me about 10 or 15 minutes okay your typical bar type drink you know mixed drink so i would order two and then when you know she i'd flag over you know as i'm starting the second drink i'd flag over the waitress and give me another two by the time she got back with those two that second one was done and that that was the pace that i would consume alcohol at. no i know and it's so like who's watching who can see how much i'm drinking and you start hiding it it's it's really frightening but in terms of i want to pitch in here on this suicidal thoughts because as a coach these this is a pretty prevalent thought process like the world would be better without me and i had also after the collapse of my marriage i um you know 29 years and my drinking was pretty you know off the rails and I love Jesus. I was a leader in the church. It wasn't, you know, but I, I'd say if I didn't have Jesus, I probably would have carried it out. But mm. I was like, okay, God, like, I know I can't do that with you in my life, but I'm ready. So if you want the bus to hit me, I'd love to be with you. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. kind of my Amen. conversation. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can I'm relate ready. to that. I can I'm ready. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's why the name of my devotional is the plans he has for me, because at some point I'm reading this Jeremiah 29, 11, mm-hmm. for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. I'm like scoffing at that. Like, what? <laughs> I, you know, I was just, Amen. I was in the triad of darkness with a yeah. failed marriage and you know god i had prayed for this marriage i had prayed for his salvation you know i i was so mad at god i was mad at my ex i was mad at myself i just yeah it was it was a pretty bad place so what plan do you have for me to prosper mm-hmm. but you know what i just walked it in faith i just walked in the darkness you know and I I believed him and I believed there would be a plan. And here I stand today Amen. on the other side of it, telling everybody that's not just meant for me. Yeah, exactly. Not just Amen. Meant, that is meant for all of us as we Amen. walk in faith and trust that there is a better plan. As a matter of fact, there's not many things I can, pro- you know, that any of us should be able to promise in life. But the one thing I can promise that if you're struggling with alcohol and you can put it to the side for 12 consecutive weeks, I promise you will see a new you, mm-hmm. a better plan and hope for the future, you know, and there aren't many, too many things we can promise people, but I feel like that's one of them. Amen. When you quit, did you quit cold turkey or was it a process? Well, I had tried to quit for how many times? Like numerous times over numerous events, whether it's a week, 30 days or two months. But I didn't have the right mindset. I didn't have the truth. I didn't have God's word beside me. And so what I ended up doing I quit out of fear, which is a lot of things, you know, when people get a diagnosis or their marriage is on the rocks or they get in a car accident, um, you know, mine was COVID was coming. I was looking at dead bodies in Italy and it was coming to the United States. 
And I knew that alcohol depressed the immune system and your lung function, two things you needed to survive. Yeah, especially COVID. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so while there were thoughts of like, take me, God, <laughs> apparently I wanted I wanted him to take me on my terms because <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't want to be in a hospital on a ventilator by myself. And I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to quit, you know. Um, but then I ended up going into a coaching program, a secular coaching program, and it was put it aside for 90 days. And that was a good thing for me because at the time I couldn't comprehend forever. I just wanted to know what it felt like to be 90 days of alcohol free. And I was so transformed. I couldn't believe it. And I told my pastor at the church, why did I pray for this? for so many years in the church and I was a church leader. Right. And then I have to go to a secular program to solve the problem. Yet I was hearing all of God's wisdom in the secular program. Amen. Amen. And he, uh, the pastor said to me, the world is teaching the kingdom without the King. And it was like, Mm -hmm. yes, that's exactly what's happening. You know, whether it be, gratitude or um truth or yeah, that was cool. you know? well, yeah. so yeah. that's what inspired me to document the devotional i ended up working for that program i enrolled a lot of christians who were really struggling and i said look this is god's word through and through and i started documenting it for them and they were like oh my gosh roseanne this is amazing you need to keep doing it this is the holy spirit so yeah. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to make that methodology available to more people. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's how you create your coaching program. Yes. Yes. Praise God. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And it's really about, you know, I don't use these terms that are prevalent today because of the labeling, the alcoholic or recovery or or sober. Mm-hmm. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with sober. It's a definition, but it just leads us to this, oh, you're one of those. Right. I just really want to, especially the 12 step. I've been, I've never done the 12 step, but I looked at it and I've looked at one of the steps is to, um, word is it examine? Is it your character defects or something like that? Self-reflect and character. And I'm like, what? (laughs) I mean, I know I'm broken and I know I'm, I, I sin, but a lot of people drink because they've been victims to something. Oh, yeah. They, they've been through something horrendous and they're trying to solve for the pain. And so to take a victim of, let's say, molestation and go, well, examine your character defect. It's not about the character defect. It's about their processing forgiveness, you know, giving God the debt to collect in terms of them being hard. It's forgiving yourself. For you know, because we're all fall short, and and knowing that in that forgiveness, the slate is truly wiped clean, so that we can look forward to something different. Yeah, amen. Hey, folks, Pastor Bob here. Well, out of time for today's portion of this great interview with Roseanne Forte. I believe Roseanne's testimony is helping someone right now listening to this interview today, wherever you're at. Amen. I mean, come on. She's a ministry leader, a working mom, and she's had her own problems in life, too. Does that sound like you? And then during COVID, she had an aha moment 
where she's seen what alcohol was doing to her, her health, her career, her family. Who says nothing good came out of COVID? With God, all things work together for glory. Amen. And especially for them that believe. Glory to God. Now, she's authored a great book that we're discussing in this interview, The Plans He Has for Me, a 12-week daily devotional for freedom from alcohol, which is available on Amazon. She also has a coaching program to help you titled Say Goodbye to Alcohol Coaching Program. And she's also a podcaster, praise God. Her podcast is called Say Goodbye and Imagine. Just drop down to the show notes, click the links right there, and be sure to order her book. I know it will bless you or someone you know. Amen. And be sure to come back for the very next episode as we'll be concluding our discussion with Roseanne Forte. Amen. Till then, this Pastor Bob reminds you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcasts. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.